Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where today I, Rosemary McCabe, am feeling incredibly motivated. Thanks to the fact that I woke up this morning, no, I'm lying. I woke up this morning, kept my pajamas on for about four hours. Then I got dressed in my workout gear because I thought to myself, if I'm in my workout gear, I'm more inclined to do workout. But it's now 2.15. We're recording the podcast. I then have to edit the podcast. I have two pieces to write. I'm not sure when I'm actually going to get this workout done. So then I might be annoyed at myself. Do you ever do that? Well, when did you get into the workout gear? At about 10.30. Do you know what? All jokes aside, dad has already adopted an American twang. Just you reminded me there when he said 2.30. I knew, as I said, 10.30 that you were going to go, so American. Sorry. No, well, the- 10, 10.30. I got into me with workout gear at about 10.30. Good one. Well, I said something to dad last night. Would you mind picking that up or something? And he goes, uh, he goes, I just put it out in the garage. He loves what? saying garage. He loves he? to say the word garage. Well, do, do I ever do that? What I actually do is I go to bed. And when I'm in bed, I give myself a pep talk. Tomorrow you'll do this. You should get up. You should do this. You should go downstairs, get on the rowing machine. You should get up and get into your workout gear for all the reasons you just espoused. You should do this. You should do that. And I go, I am going to. I'm, I'm like, it'll only be 15 minutes. You'll have a quick shower. You'll be great. You're like at home now all the time. You can do these things. The next evening at about 11 p.m., I go, oh, geez, I had all these plans I forgot about. So I need to start leaving myself motivational post-it notes. Like, who did that? Was that Bridget Jones? Somebody like that. No, that was, um, oh, my God, that show I loved with Gabrielle Union. Oh, yeah, I loved that. Being Mary Jane. Being Mary Jane. Being Mary Jane, yeah. Well, I loved it until I didn't. It kind of shoved the shark towards the end. Well, I loved it until it got to that part where she was the hosting the TV show. And then, like, it was all about her career. And it was all infighting between her and her co-host. And, like, I just wanted her to be dating those hunks. Well, I actually loved it until the point where she stole that guy's sperm and kept it in the freezer. And I just thought that was really weird. I was like, that's such a cliche that women don't do. Maybe they do. I don't think they do. Maybe that I think they do. I, oh no, that was a TV show. I was about to say, I read an article. No, that was a fictional TV show.
Okay, so do I do that? You know, I've been trying to motivate myself, as you can imagine right now, to apply for jobs. But every job needs a cover letter. And so every... Like, and every job requires that you tailor your CV. So I was actually this morning trying to figure out how to motivate myself. And I'm like, I really should put like five hours a day aside and just treat it like a normal work day and go and sit down and apply for these jobs. Well, it takes an hour. I just applied for oh, one and no, it took an hour. No, five hours though. I'm overwhelmed by this sheer time that you would be dedicating to this slog. Well, or I should do like a, a friend of mine who was looking for a job recently and she's like, I'm doing my list of exact, she's like, I'm being really tailored, really honing on only the jobs I want but I'm like I've already applied to those five jobs that I want and nobody's replied to me so now I've got to like spread my applications wider you know yeah now you've got to apply for the 300 jobs that like you probably would enjoy but weren't the ones that immediately jumped out but also like right now every time you go to apply for something it says 472 applicants in the last day like it's very demoralizing so I'm trying to figure out how to motivate myself for that because I'm not very I'm not very also I'm like I'd like to have a break I feel like this is an opportunity to have a break but it's hard it'd be good to have a break knowing you had a job at X date. Knowing everything was sorted. Yeah. I mean, as you said that, like I'm trying to motivate myself to apply for jobs. I'm going, oh my God, you are the most motivated person. Literally the day after you finished at work, you were applying for jobs. I would have been, okay, let's be honest, would have been in bed eating toast and then out of bed eating Taj Mahal for at least a week after being let go. Like, I think you actually responded amazingly in terms of motivation. Oh, I don't know. Well, I was trying to motivate mom and dad to move in with us, right? So I'm like, you should, you should live. And I was looking at houses in America and I was looking at houses in Ireland and, you know, they're planning to sell their own house. So they were like, we'll sell our house. And I said, and then you can split the proceeds. You can invest your half, well, my half, my future half with me and like go halves with me on a house or thirds with me on a house. And you can give the other half to Rosemary, right? Because eventually she'd get it anyway. So you give it to her and they're like, that's a great idea. And that'd give her a great kickstart, blah, 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 blah. Right now you're looking delighted right now, right? I know, you're welcome. Well, actually, no, I was thinking, I mean, this is ridiculous, but I was thinking, hang on, what if, okay, so they're still alive. They've sold the house. They've given me half. They've taken the other half and they've invested into a house with you. What if that house then becomes four times more valuable and then they die and I'm like, well, I want half of that. Well, then you're weird because you got your half, you're done. (laughs) Right? They've, that's my half that they gave me and it's then mine. It passes to me. It's not anything to do with you. It's not your money anymore. Well, I don't like this idea. We'll have to discuss. What? Are you joking? Yes. It was actually dad's idea. Dad goes, here's what we should do, right? And I said, and he goes, no, we should give you know this to Rosemary and be, she'd use it now and it'd be great for her, right? Then mom goes, why do you know about that? I mean, if you're buying a house anyway, we'll give some to Rosemary. We'll give Rosemary the half and then I'll give you a quarter for the house that we'll keep the other quarter. I'm like, hmm, this does not seem remotely fair. I know you're looking like that's a better plan. And I was like, it's, I was like, this, I was like, how do I motivate mom to go back to my plan? But like, anyway, I'm, I mean, I'm not that motivated because then they're, they're very picky house buyers as well. I felt very motivated this morning. I was looking at all these nice houses in Ireland and here as well, but like, it's hard because I'm going, I could be looking at a house in any city in America, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. cause like I don't have a job, so I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But, uh, Mom, like I said to mom this morning, now tell me, just like I said, money, no object. Tell me your absolute dream spot. If you could plant your dream home, where would it be in Ireland? I mean, probably, you know, Terenure, we could probably afford something there. I go, no, no, no. Like, it's not about your budget. Well, I looked at a lovely house here, but they had no back garden. I'm like, no, mom, like the house is your dream house. Like these, she, it's it's hard. She just, she's not like, imagination is not her forte. I was just about to say, Claire McCabe has a lot of talents. Having a great imagination is not one of them. She just <laughs> cannot think like, but I mean, Beatrice, I'm the same. Like when I was at therapy last week and she was going, okay, imagine 
if you're putting your feelings into what she calls a container, right? I started with this new therapist and one of her methods, one of her resources is to talk about how you can basically try to kind of, um, what's it called? Uh, compartmentalize. Does she know how many feelings you have? How big is this container? It's a magic container, Beatrice. It could be as big as you need it to be. Absolute bitch. So she was like, imagine what does your container look like? It can look like anything. It can be any kind of object. And once you open it up, it could be any size. And I was like, it's a filing cabinet. It's a grey filing cabinet. It's got two drawers. Because we have a grey filing cabinet at home with two drawers. I literally could not imagine. And I was thinking that this is probably so boring. I'm sure other people are like... It's a like it's a barrel. And when you open the barrel, it turns into like a mansion. And then you walk down the corridor and there's this room and, and that's where I keep my happy feelings. And then I keep my other and there's a couch and there's a this. And I was like, it's a filing yeah. cabinet with some hanging drawers and that's it. Like it's like a memory. Files. It's it's like a memory palace. Like I always find it hard to think about it. I find it hard when I close my eyes to imagine the house that I even live in. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a lot of work to conjure up in my mind the specifics of a room, even though I've just sat in it. I think that's why I find the idea of writing a novel sometimes very challenging. The story, I can kind of get my head around. But when people create these, I I read this book called The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin. And in it, she had created this entire world, like not our world, kind of like Lord of the Ringsy. Do you know what I mean? This kind of fantasy sci-fi world. And I was just going... How do people come up with... Once again, I'm like, it's a filing cabinet. How do people come up with these things? I am mom. I'm sounding more and more like mom. (laughs) Like, how do people come up with these ideas? How do I motivate myself to get some imagination? Well, you know, I blame granny, actually. And it makes me think about how careful you have to be when you talk to kids, when you give them feedback or constructive criticism or feedback or whatever. I remember I wrote a short story when I was about seven, I suppose, eight maybe, and I gave it to our granny and she came back and she said it was very good. But there was a lot of people talking to each other like, where were the descriptors? You know, where were the adjectives? Like, what kind of room were they in? And now like I'm 44 and every time I write something fictional, I go, is this interesting enough? What was the room like? Oh, there are no adjectives here. Oh, goodbye. And I just stop writing, you know, <laughs> all from one tiny piece of feedback years ago. But you know what? That's also, she could have given that feedback to someone else who would be like, now I I litter my writing with incredible descriptions of scenery and furniture and people and place and everything's so rich and lush, whereas you're like, I'm not bothering. I just suppose I, I, okay, so let's, we can chalk that up to motivation. I find feedback unmotivating because it gets me really fixated on what I'm doing wrong. Like I remember once my cousin, who's an artist, said to me as well, like I was drawing but he was quite disparaging in his commentary. And he was like, your lines are terrible. Your line work is terrible. Like you're, it's really back and forth and scratchy and it needs to be definite. You know, it needs to be, you know, if you look at like um, Klimt or Picasso, they have this amazing ability, actually Orpen, any of those, they have this amazing ability to do life drawing, you know, and to have one continuous line, like so yes, confident, yeah. so accurate. And mine is like this hash line, you know, kind of like I'm sort of tentatively sketching it in. And so now I go like, whenever I'm drawing, I'm like, there's no point. You know, there's no point in like trying to have some nice outline because I'm too hashy. It's interesting to me that you really don't want to take feedback and yet you love to give feedback. I love to take feedback. I just think as a child is when I was in my embryonic state. Oh, right. You needed, yeah, you needed encouragement. You didn't need to be put down. You needed to be lifted up. I don't even know that they were putting me down. I didn't need something so specific. I needed a broader feedback. I needed something that didn't hone in on something that like you you were going to develop over the years. Like all those things, they weren't fixed. They weren't, you know, solidified characteristics of how I 
drew or wrote, but they've become obsessions over the years. Just, and I don't know why. I mean, obviously I valued the feedback from these two individuals. I just think you have to be really careful what you say to kids because like a truly a throwaway comment lives with them for 50 years, you know? Well, you know what? Everybody always just said to me, your problem is you start writing a great story and then you get bored. And now what happens, Beatrice? I start writing a great story and then I get bored. <laughs> they made this happen. Which, which came first, the great story or the boredom? The chicken or the egg? So, so you haven't done your workout yet and how long you've been up since 10.30. You got into the workout gear at 10.30. It's currently 2.30. We met at 2. So you had, you only had an hour and a half. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> Three and a half hours to work out. But I bet you were minding a baby. No, I wasn't. Brandon's here minding the baby, but I was actually working. Oh, well then you were at work. You can't be working out while you're at work. I know. Yeah, but I need to find, well, I would like to find a time to try and fit it in. Well, would I like to find time? To, I'd like to never have to work out ever again, to be perfectly honest. But I have started to get into a panic about the inevitable onslaught of aging and how I need to get my body working a bit better for me because like my arms have started to get really sore holding the baby and I was gardening yesterday and my legs are now killing me. So I'm like, I need to build up some muscle tone. Rosemary, he's absolutely massive. <laughs> it's very heavy. Yeah, he's massive. Sure, somebody said yesterday his legs are down to your knees when you're holding him. You're fine. He's massive. He's also started, like, when he's nursing now, I mean, he started catapulting himself. Today he was nursing with his head completely upside down, with his bum up in the air, his head completely upside down, and milk started to come out his nose. And he was just, like, looking at it as it dripped out his nostril. Absolutely gross. I know, it was gross. So is it that you don't have time to work out Genuinely, that's not a bitchy comment. Or is it that like you don't have a regular time to work out? Like I, I'm, I realize now, like not being at a nine to five or nine to six, whatever time, that I'm, I struggle without a routine. You know, I, if I'm going to work out, I need to say every X day I'm going to do it at this time because I, the day is just gone. How is it two thirty? I know, I know. I think so. I think having a regular time, like when I used to go to lifting classes at Lift in Smithfield. And I knew exactly, okay, I'm going at 7.30 on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays or whatever. Like, that's obviously great because you know you're going, you go, it's over. It's also in a gym where it's like someone else sets up and puts back the equipment. You know what I mean? So you don't have to, the only thing you have to do is show up. So that was good. So so what do you have to do for the Peloton now? Well, yeah, as I said that, I was like, I suppose I just have to show up and put my <laughs> shoes on. But that feels like a lot of effort. And then sometimes I can't find my headphones and that's annoying or the baby's asleep. So I have to find my headphones, but I can't find my headphones, you know, mm-hmm. so I can't have it on loud. So that's one excuse. And then I have thought about, see, I've, th- I've thought about getting back into the weights and we have weights at oh. home, but then I'm just like, yeah, oh. Yeah, you love that. I'm, you I'm, love that. I know, but I'm really put off at the moment by the idea that I'm going to be so sore because you're always just sore when you start anything. I'm going to be, I hate that feeling. I hate starting at the beginning, Beatrice. I'm going to be crap again. I just don't want to do it if I'm going to be crap. Whoa. There's my motivation problem. I don't mind the feeling sore. I just hate doing it. Actually, even weight, lifting weights might be okay. I hate cardio. Like I hate it. And I'm the whole time going, I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing. Instead of, you got this, you got this. <laughs> I've got the wrong attitude. <laughs> Maybe we should decide, I'm, I'm suddenly having a brainwave. Maybe I should bring the weights over to your house and we should decide that three times a week, we're going to get together, we're going to record a podcast and then we're going to work out. You're looking alarmed. No, I would actually appreciate, I liked the second part of it, I would actually appreciate a regular podcast routine. I hated the first part about working out, but if one leads to the other, I could do it. 
And, you know, last night I was like, I'm going to give up chocolate. I'm going to give up sweets. I haven't even, well, in the part of the fact that it's nearly Lent, I was like, I used to not even eat sweets or care about them. They were like, at one point I was like eating a Snickers bar this years ago. And I was like, I haven't eaten a bar of chocolate for three years. And as I was having this conversation, I aimlessly walked over to the fridge, put on the kettle, walked over to the fridge, took three tiny mini Cadbury eggs out of the fridge, popped them in my mouth as I was having this thought. And then went, oh, oh, sugar. <laughs> that's just like the time I decided to become vegetarian and then literally had a bacon sandwich as I was like planning out my vegetarian life that was your unconscious mind saying don't forget about bacon small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I'll tell you, so Don is currently looking for, Don is very motivated today. He's running around the house trying to, and he can't find the key to the lawnmower anywhere. So that's, I get what you're saying about the earphones. Like you can't, you know Yeah, what I, mean? I know. You have a great Sometimes- plan. It's just like yesterday I thought to myself, I'm going to clean the windows. And then I went, no, Beatrice has has the charger for that thing, right? And I was like, so I can't do it. I can't do it. Did I find the charger two seconds later? Yes. Oh, you didn't tell me. I've been looking for it. Sorry. I found the charger. You don't have it. I have it. Don't worry. Listen, you should be relieved. I have it. So are you telling me I couldn't even have been using it for months? I am, Beatrice. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Imagine if that was a trick. I was like, I'll give it to her without the charger and see if she ever uses it. It wasn't. I'll tell you what, I'm very motivated by things when I no longer have access to them. The minute I had to give you back the window washing machine, I'm like dying to wash those windows now. (laughs) Absolutely dying to. I know. And for the last three weeks, I've been looking at my front windows and getting really annoyed. Like, oh, they're so dirty. Only Beatrice didn't have that thing. Then I got it back, plugged it in. It's sharp. No excuses. And am I washing the windows? No, I'm in my workout gear trying to motivate myself to get in the pelt off. 
like as a way to avoid washing the windows basically washing the windows would be a workout why did you in your workout gear go and wash the windows and call it a win i bet your arms will be killing you doing this on the windows well you only really use one arm well use them both raise the other one it's no, only have one vacuum yeah but raise the other one for exercise okay. put, put a weight in the other arm while you're doing this look like this look i yeah i can see exactly what you're doing oh my god my arms are already sore my arms are already hurting me ow the thing is i actually like doing the peloton i don't know if i actually like well i like the i like the feeling of like being really sweaty i like the feeling of being smug basically yeah, yeah i don't even think it's the exercise i think it's the feeling of accomplishment afterwards that i appreciate like i don't think i get endorphins from moving my body i think i get endorphins from the knowledge that i have moved my body i get endorphins from moving other people's bodies to the kids at the garden they're at the garden oh, today God. blissfully quiet in the house i was endorphined all morning till they all started screaming and then bringing all the blankets in the house out to the tree house oh well listen I know that's what I said. There are worse things they could do. There are worse things they could do. That's what I was thinking. You know what? Doing that with my arms now reminded me the other day I went around and replaced all the batteries and the smoke alarms. And honestly, just trying to do, I actually need better arm muscles. Just trying to twist one smoke alarm. My arm, I actually had to hold my arm up like this to try and hold this. That's a disgrace. No, Beatrice. I was trying to screw, you know, one of those like little mobile from. (laughs) I was trying to like express solidarity with you there. I was trying to screw one of those little hooks into the ceiling and you have to screw and push at the same time. I regret this entire conversation (laughs) and my arm was in absolute agony. So it's not just you. In bits, right? In absolute bits. I had to go and lie down afterwards. Did you really? No, I wanted to. But dad then, well, I was trying to stand. I was like, do you think it's safe to stand on the side of this armchair? And then I'm like, of course it isn't. Like just even gravity, right? It isn't. Dad then comes over. He like steadies himself against the armchair. He's like, go for it. I'm like, no, can you imagine like now? I'll stand up on this armchair. Dad is in no world strong enough to prevent this armchair from from tipping over. I was just about to say, not not because of you, not because of you being heavy, but like dad hasn't got a muscle in, in his entire body. No, God bless. He's just like bone and ego. <laughs> He luckily hasn't, he hasn't fallen over yet though, or spilled wine on any object that I have. Oh, well, you've, you've three weeks left. There's plenty of time. Did I tell you that? Speaking of, is this chair strong enough to support me? Brandon won't let me go on the swing. Excuse me? He's literally like, you're too heavy for the swing. Now I'm too afraid to sit in it in case it does break. And then he was right. I'll have to admit I sat in it. The swing, the same switch. Same swing we have in the back? No, it's uh, no, ours is a different swing set, but like I think it has a limit. It says something like up to 180 pounds. So I'm 230 pounds now. So like I'm pretty far over the limit. But it's like an expiration date. Like they put that in, they put it on an air on the side of caution. Yeah, but imagine the absolute mortification if I sat down on the swing and the whole thing collapsed. Just make sure you do it when mom and dad are here. You can blame dad. I don't think he'd buy it. No, I don't think he'd buy it. His uh, best friend, Phil, he'd be texting him going, Philip, tell me the oh. truth. My God, you know, I said to dad the other day, I said, I know Brandon is the dream son-in-law because like never has a gift been so well received as this 3D printer. I said, but you know what, dad? I said, what you don't know about Brandon is that he actually hates the 3D printer. He's confided in me. He hates it. And he's only, (laughs) he buys all these 3D printed things online and then pretends to have made them to endear himself to you. Dad goes, what? (laughs) And he just... I thought you were going to say what you don't know about Brandon is that he hates Rosemary and like in my head I was like dad's not going to care what yeah dad wouldn't care he only cared about the 3D printer why would he care about that (sighs) because I'm his daughter and he's supposed to oh my god sorry 
back to mom and dad, this isn't about motivation at all, but we watched episode three of The Last of Us last night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And honestly, Beatrice, I was feeling sorry for you watching that with mom and dad. Just with dad. There was a lot of like romantic kissing going on that I was just like, oh God. I think what I found gross is that there was a lot of romantic bearded kissing. Oh yeah. And dad has a beard. And every time they kissed, I kind of was like trying to avoid looking at dad because like he's quite... (laughs) There are some similarities there. And I was just like, this is a bit too close to the bone now for me, if you pardon the pun. I just kept thinking the two beards were going to get stuck together like two Brillo pads. But I also, sorry, I was feeling very sorry for you at the moment when Armand from the White Lotus went, I can't remember his name in it, Frank, when he goes, uh, and just so you know, I'm not a whore. So if we do this, I'll be hanging around. And I was just like, oh, so cringe watching that in front of dad. No, I mean, actually, I'd already read, I'd already read that this was a very romantic episode and stuff. So, but dad was looking very gleeful at the beginning, right? So your man, the survivalist, he's in his house. Oh, I'd say dad was loving him. Yeah. No, no. Dad was like, oh, this is going to end badly for someone now. Get a mate, <laughs> right? <laughs> your man's like there eating his dinner at the table. And dad's like, oh, someone's about to die, I think. I'm like, mm, I'm afraid not, right? <laughs> I like, I was like, mm, not sure about that. Dad's like, ah, I'll tell you for a fact now. In a situation like this, Beatrice, what do you think you would do? Do you think you'd feed somebody and then let them stay in your house? I don't think so. This survivalist is no fool. He's about to give your man the hatchet. I'm like, hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> That's where Dad's mind was going. Dark. I was just waiting just for sheer murder. But I mean, in fairness, I'd have to say like a redi- the worst survivalist ever, like any survivalist worth his salt would A, not go out to the pit that somebody had fallen in, just let them sit there. B, never bring him inside the compound or feed him. Just be like, sorry, mate. And if you're going to pull you out of the hole in the ground, I am going to send you off on your merry way. There's no, would you like a shower and a coco vin? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Were you waiting to, to get that in there? No, it just occurred to me. Oh, but he was lonely and also it was love at first sight. But like, I agree with you. Any survivalist worth the salt yeah. wouldn't go out and look in the hole. No. But once he looked in the hole, he was done for. I know I'd be done for in fairness if our man climbed out of the hole. Oh my God. He was, he was gorgeous. And he was, he was much more, he was much bigger in that than I thought he was in the White Lotus. Just very, he's a very good actor. Very entertaining person. The minute he came in and made me laugh, I'd be done for. Oh my God. I don't same. care if fungus grows out of my, I don't care if fungus grows out of my ear holes. You've got so me. I sat down at the piano as well and he started bashing out that Linda Ronstadt <laughs> song. I really died laughing. <laughs> so funny oh my god it was so good and, oh yeah then when your man starts playing the piano and I was like and I let me tell you I only genuinely cried at the last five minutes of that episode dad has been so annoying ever since tears through the whole thing waterfall from minute one I'm like he's so annoying it's actually driving me nuts <laughs> Your dad impression there gave him such a mean little tight mouth. You're like, waterfall for minute one. Oh, so annoying. Sorry, let's get back to motivation. Dad does not motivate me. To, I think dad has tried, bless him, over the years to motivate me. Like the time that I told him that I weighed 16 stone and he said, you'll have to do something about that. But like, I didn't find that very motivating. I don't know that dad knows how to be motivating because he's not the most motivated. Well, he's very single minded, but I wouldn't say that he's very motivated. Right. Because like Mm. he he also like I always go, why did you not finish this dad or finish that? Or like you started this train or like you're, you know, I mean, he finished the gyro, but like still it's a bit ongoing. But the thing is, dad actually enjoys the process. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't care about whether this gets finished. He's just enjoying 
the making, the creation, the act, right? So yeah. like he's the perfect kind of designer because he's not just obsessed with get this done and show me the end result. Yeah. He actually really enjoys it. But most people do things like with, you know, as the means to an end, where that's with, all about the means mind. itself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We actually talked about that before, about I think you'd read something where somebody was going, we should try to think more about the process and to enjoy the act of doing something rather than just expecting what's the mm-hmm. result going to be? What am I going to get out of this? Like, what am I going to be at the end of this? Well, from that perspective, he he would be, I'd find that motivating because he shows you like the act of lifelong learning, enjoying, you know, what you do. Like he's just, that's why he's such a happy person. Sometimes he's in a bit of a bad mood today. And then mom was driving him mad. She's winding him up. I mean, I don't know why he's in such a bad mood. She's sitting right beside him. She's nothing to do. Her hands are empty. She loves nothing more than to sniff out a bad mood and just like niggle at it all day. She honestly loves that poor dad. I feel sorry for him because anytime he's even in your father's in a terrible mood and he's like, I am not. See, I'll tell you what they do motivate. They do. They would motivate you. Like they're constantly sitting in the same chair beside each other. No, they'd motivate you to work on a long-term loving relationship because they are very much in love. Even when they argue. Oh yeah. He goes to her. Claire, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. And she looks shocked. And I was like, oh, they're about to have a row. And then she goes, that's very rude. Then she turns to me winks at me and starts to laugh like she's such a troublemaker like you want to kill her and he goes well he goes I he goes if I am in a bit bad mood let me tell you why he goes I was because your mother was standing looking out the window this morning while I was sitting on the edge of the bed putting on my socks one at a time and she starts laughing right so I'm like what are they talking about here he goes I was pulling on one sock and then pulling on the other I'm like this is very bizarre no. And he goes, and I could see her standing there at the window waiting to stamp on the toe of the sock. Oh, yeah. Stamp on the toe of the sock. She loves doing that as well. <laughs> and he goes, there's nothing she loves more than stamping on the toe of my sock just as I'm about to put it on. Right. And I'm like, what? And then I turn around and mom is literally holding onto the side of the table, falling around the place laughing. And she's like, I do love it. He gets so annoyed. <laughs> Actually nuts. <laughs> completely nuts. I don't think we've really got anywhere, Beatrice. We don't have the key to motivation at all. Well, I did. I came up with a good one. I said, don't give kids overly specific feedback because not only is it unmotivating, but it it will uh, give them a hang up for the rest of their lives. Find somebody you love who loves you back that you can abuse and be mean to. And I mean that like lightly a la mom and who will take it on the chin and laugh with you about it, even on your worst days must be very motivating to wake up and have somebody who literally looks at you and thinks that the sun shines out of your head, no matter what you're like. That's motivating. That would be motivating for me to just change nothing. Be like, I oh. am perfect. I will just lie oh, yeah, down and say, bed. Yeah, I wouldn't say either of them now have ever managed to make the other one do something they didn't want to do in the first place. So no. Good point. No. Good point. That's actually a topic for a future for a future podcast. How do you make somebody do something like like how do you actually manage the? You know, when people say you have to make them think it's their idea. How do you do oh. that? That's what I want to know. As if. Listen, you don't. You threat and you harangue. It's like with kids or oh, the carrot or the stick or you reward them. What do they want? And you give it to them at the end when they've done the task. Not like me, the fool beforehand. 
Yes, Nash, you can have your phone for three hours. Oh, maybe that's my problem, that I can't think of anything that I want enough to motivate me to do anything to get it. You know what I mean? I'm like a bold, spoiled child. It's all about manifesting and visioning, right? That's why they say you should put like pictures of yourself, like doing the things you want to, like if you want to go to, if, if you really want to reward yourself, but like, what I really care, you're going to get a reward. You're going to go to Paris for a week. I'll be like, oh, I'm wrecked. I don't know. That sounds exhausting. I hate, listen, we can talk about manifesting another episode. I hate the idea of manifesting and I hate being told to manifest things. Maybe give yourself, give yourself some rewards. What if you were to say like, if I work out, then I will give myself, if I work out 10 days in a row, I mean, like, this is just an example because that's the one you brought up. Go on. I will give myself, what do you really want? This be mom now. I bring myself down to Barnes and Noble and buy myself a nice book. But see, the problem is you'd have bought yourself the book if you wanted it today. That is the, that's what I'm saying. That is the problem. That is the problem. Mine would have to be more like, I'm going to get on the Peloton, do a 45 minute, and then I'm going to buy myself that $1,800 pair of YSL boots that I'd love to buy. Tell you what, Beatrice, you get yourself a job and you can buy yourself those $1,800 pair of YSL boots. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Too soon. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. You can sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where for $5 a month you get an extra bonus episode each and every Friday and you'll get this episode one day early and without any ads. We really appreciate you listening to us. We love you. Send us your questions, queries, comments via Instagram at notwithoutmysis or you can find us individually on Instagram to search Rosemary, search Beatrice Will. We'll pop up. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne, by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. But listen, here's the point. Like, I couldn't buy those shoes anyway. It's too expensive. I couldn't have spent $1,800 on a pair of shoes. So you see, therefore, the motivation is false. And now I'm back to the Barnes & Noble book, which I could buy myself anyway. Have you not bought yourself a pair of $1,800 shoes before? Or like something for $1,800? I certainly Maybe one handbag in my life. But I don't even think it was that expensive. And I mean, certainly not if it wasn't on sale, etc. Hmm. Thank you all so much for listening. Catch you next week. Thank you. Absolute knob. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.